It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, guys? Bill Rossetti back with you on another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Hope you guys are having a good week as we are wrap, getting ready to wrap things up here. Two days of the NFL draft are in the books. Just one day left. And day two was certainly a fast-paced, exciting day. Two more Panthers, two more players, I should say, added to the... Panthers family at number 55 overall the Carolina Panthers selected Dante Jackson cornerback out of LSU and then at number 85 the pick they got from the Buffalo Bills the Panthers selected Rashawn Galden defensive back out of Tennessee they of course started the day with three picks two in the third round but they traded the 88th pick in the draft to the Green Bay Packers. So now the Panthers, they also picked up a fifth round pick. Which means they now have uh, one pick. They now have a fourth round pick. They, of course, did not. They started without a. They came into the draft without a fourth-round pick. Now they have the first pick of round four. Remember, this was the pick that originally started with Cleveland, but was sent to Green Bay in the deal that brought Demarius Randall to the Cleveland Browns, which also saw um, Deshaun Kaiser go to the Packers. And then the Packers used that pick to move up to number 88. And I be- looking back, they they used that pick to move up and select Oren Burks, the linebacker out of Vanderbilt, who was kind of all over the place in his career. He was a late add to the Senior Bowl. So now as it stands, again, they picked up a fifth-round pick, number 147. So the, so the Panthers are going to be a little busy today. They now have come into today with... Six picks here on day three of the draft, including, again, the first pick of day three, pick number 101 overall. And then they will have two picks in the fifth round, number 147 and number 161. They have one pick in the sixth round, number 197, and they have two picks in the seventh round, number 234 and number 242. So, very, very busy day coming up for the Panthers. And, of course, being in the spot they're in now, it's nice. They were able to kind of have the rest of last night and a little bit this morning to look over the board, kind of see what direction they want to go or what moves they can make. So, it'll be really interesting to see what they do. I put up a piece on Panthers wire, just naming a couple players they could possibly target today on day three. 
guys like uh, Naheem Hines and Jalen Samuels, the skill position players out of North Carolina State. Uh, Josh Sweat is still on the board, as is Duke Edgefor, a pair of ACC defensive ends. Uh, Sweat, of course, had that knee surgery. He's had ACL, MCL, PCL injuries. Clearly, it's a uh, it's a concern for teams that he's because Sweat is a talented player, and if he's healthy, he can be a very good uh, defensive end. But here we are, 100 picks into the draft, and he's still not off the board. But hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't have to last too much longer. And then I also mentioned Riley Ferguson because we know the Panthers are going to look for a quarterback, and you know, they they may have met with more players, I'm sure. Uh, but if you go on... Because I've been using the Walter Football prospect tracker list, as it were. The prospect meetings list. And the only quarterback that was on that list in terms of, in terms of meeting with the Panthers or having contact with the Panthers was Riley Ferguson. At the quarterback out of Memphis. You know, maybe they could go someone like uh, Logan Woodside, maybe Chase Litton. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, and obviously there's still a lot of quarterbacks left on the board. You know, only one was taken on day two, and that was Mason Rudolph to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So guys like uh, Kurt Benkert, Kyle Lalletta, Luke Falk, uh, Mike White. Even later guys, JT Barrett, Brandon Silvers, there's a, there's a lot of quarterbacks left. Obviously not saying the Panthers are going to be tied to all of them, but this, you know, just kind of a run through of who's available. So I, I think you're going to, you're definitely going to see a good bit of them today. It's just, it's just a matter of how many and where they go. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But let's talk about what the Panthers actually did on day two of the draft. And it started, of course, with the 55th overall selection, Dante Jackson, the cornerback out of LSU. And we obviously know how fast the kid is. He was tied for the fastest 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine, 4-3-2-40. And Marty Herney says it best. He, after the pick, he says, quote, We talked about adding speed. That's about as much speed as you can add, unquote. I mean... Speed kills, obviously, and Jackson, you know, and he, and he was a talented cornerback, too, and he's gonna, he can come in, very likely is going to start opposite James Bradbury from day one, you know, and may even push Bradbury a little bit. You know, it's going to be really interesting between those two, and of course you brought in Ross Cockrell and free agency, a little bit of a competition there, but, you know, the, the speed of Jackson is... 
really going to be hard to ignore, and he, he's going to see the field a lot. And I think I think you have to be excited with his prospects and, you know, just, just going to be able to kind of cover cover a lot of ground, especially with a lot of these receivers now in the NFC South. You also... He also brought in a little more speed in Rashawn Galden with the 85th pick. Uh, you know, maybe maybe not a lot of straight line speed. He ran a 46140, uh 7.163 cone and 4.33 20-yard shuttle. So that so that's not a terrible change of direction. But I know there's a lot of people that really like his uh, closing speed, which is obviously very key. He's likely going to come in, and Marty Hearn even said himself, he expects Galden to come in and start at safety. So there, so there you go. You're looking for the safety help. I know there's a lot of people that wanted Ronnie Harrison, who ended up falling all the way to the 93rd pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which to me is just outstanding. I don't know what happened or you know what the NFL scouting report on him was, but for him to go 93 picks before being selected and to join a great defense like the Jaguars is something else. But Galden looks like he's your safety pick. For the Panthers, he can also play a little bit of nickel. Uh, but the interesting thing, of course, is the Panthers have a ton of cornerbacks. A lot of them can play the, the nickel position. One of which was a guy who was drafted last year in Corn Elder, who, of course, missed all of his rookie season, was on injured reserve. But he'll be back, coming back this year. And I, he's one guy I'm intrigued to see get a shot at nickel and what he can do. Um, so I, th I think it's more likely that Galden is probably, probably going to get the start at, at safety. So between him and, you know, so he'll, he'll kind of be more your, uh, he might be more the free safety guy. And then you have, you still have Mike Adams roaming around. But still, that that's a good bit of speed throughout the uh, throughout the secondary now, at least with these first two picks. So, you know, again, with um, now granted, I believe, you know, Jesse Bates was picked right before the Panthers pick in round two. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals took him. At number 54, you know, Justin Reed, of course, was still available, but they ended up going with the cornerback and Dante Jackson. So clear, clearly they had a little bit of a strategy. And they obviously seem quite happy with the way things worked out They're, I think they're very, they obviously seem very intrigued with the possibility of Rashawn Galden coming in, starting at safety, you know, getting him for a third-round pick. Obviously, the the headline, as it were, or the highlight, I guess we should say, 
on Galden was, of course, the gesture that he made to Alabama football fans after Tennessee scored a touchdown against them. How much that affected his draft stock, who knows? You know, we can never be known for sure, but that's obviously going to be one of his lasting images, at least for the time being, until he, you know, returns a pick six or something. Um, but not, nonetheless, and I mean, look, every, everybody likes to talk about SEC defenses and SEC defensive players. So if you're if you're someone that really likes the prospects of a player coming out of that conference, then you have to be happy because this is a, p- a pair of defensive backs, one from LSU, one from Tennessee. You know, some may not think conference affiliation means all that much, but again, if you're in the crowd of saying, you know, these are tough, gritty SEC players, well then obviously you have to be quite thrilled with the, the potential and the upside that these two are going to bring to the secondary. So now, now all of a sudden you basically hit on your, your first two needs. You've got your playmaking receiver and DJ Moore, and you've doubled up on the secondary in Dante Jackson and Rashawn Golden. Now it's kind of more just kind of filling in spots throughout the rest of the journey the rest of the draft and the rest of the positions, you know, guard was obviously a position we talked about as a possibility coming into this draft, but there's really not a lot of, obviously a lot of the top guards are all gone. They, you know, a bunch of them went really high in the second round. Uh, Austin Corbett was the first pick of round two by the Cleveland Browns at number 33 overall. And then right behind him, The Giants took Will Hernandez, and then at 37, the Colts took Braden Smith. So effectively, all your top interior linemen are gone. So now if if the Panthers are going to take an interior lineman, you're probably going to see it late. I mean, I don't it's probably not going to happen with this first pick because I don't think there's an interior guy. Now, you know, they're... You guys know I did a lot of daily mock drafts for the Panthers, and I did a couple mocks over at Panthers Wire. One of them had Sam Jones being taken in the third round. Part of that was because I just wanted to fill the guard position. I thought Sam Jones was a little, little underrated. I thought he was a pretty good guy. And, you know, we're just using the picks that we have at the, at the time, you know, I I just use the regular simulator. So there's no trading down or anything. So remember this, this is a scenario where the Panthers did not have a fourth round pick. Now they do. That being said with a fourth round, having the first pick in the fourth round and now having two picks in the fifth. And with the way the guard board is set up right now, I don't think guard's going to be the pick with this first pick. It, it could be one of the two fifth-round picks. You know, I, I could see possibly maybe a guard and a quarterback in the fifth round or a guard and maybe 
uh, defensive end. It'll, it'll be really I mean, defensive end could be the pick with this first pick. Remember, there's still a lot of good players still on the board. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, Josh Sweat and Duke Edgefor are probably two of the better, if not the the two best defensive ends left on the board. You know, or if you want to go someone like down the line, Dorrance Armstrong of Kansas, Jeff Holland of Auburn, um, Obo Okoronkwo of Oklahoma, another, another kid that's been battling injuries but I think has some potential, Kylie Fitz out of Utah. So there's some, there's some names down the list if you want to go with a defensive end, which they, they probably will at some point. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And then other than that, you know, again, we, we talked about quarterbacks. You know, Riley, Riley Ferguson could be the best option because, again, he's probably the the one the Panthers were maybe linked to the most. You know, maybe maybe they take a guy like Luke Falk, but I mean Luke Falk just isn't that good. I I would I would rather a guy like Mike White out of Western Kentucky than Luke Falk. You know, even even a guy like Riley Ferguson, you know, this is a kid that played 2 years at Memphis. He started at Tennessee, uh, broke his collarbone. Then ended up leaving, going to community college, and then coming back to Memphis. And threw for about 8,000 yards in two seasons with Memphis. And threw for 70 touchdowns in two years. Which is pretty solid. I mean, you're talking, obviously it's a shorter season in college. It's, you know, he only played, I think, about 25, 26 games. And he threw 70 touchdowns. So that's... That's not bad at all. You know, so he's someone that can come in, develop for a little bit. You know, obviously Cam Newton isn't going anywhere for a while, but, you know, the Panthers have made it known that they want someone new at the backup position. They haven't ruled out Derek Anderson coming back, but I think at some point later on today in the draft, you're going to hear a quarterback's name selected by the Carolina Panthers. So, but again, Panthers will be pretty busy today on day three. They've got six picks. Again, they have the first pick today of round four, which is the first pick of day three, number 101 overall. Then they have picks 147, 161, 197, 234 and 242. So one pick in the fourth, two picks in the fifth, one pick in the sixth, and two picks in the seventh. You know, they could very well obviously 
move around a little bit if the board plays out. You know, they certainly have some ammunition to work with. But for the time being, six picks over the last four rounds. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do. And of course, we'll recap it all af afterwards. And then, and then, of course, after the draft, it's the frenzy of the undrafted free agents, which are certainly, uh, certainly a very important part. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.